As we begin new year, we have a new resolution, new year resolutions, and finds ways to live a new life to make it the most beautiful, meaningful, and productive year in your entire life. So one week is gone. How was your first week of this new year? Were you able to maintain daily practice? Were you able to keep your New Year resolutions? So far, so good, right? If not, it's okay. We can begin again today. It is not easy to maintain this daily practice with this constant distraction of our world. So when we see the possibility of making beautiful life in this year, I have a very simple question. When is the best time to live your life? Was it when you were young? when all you need was provided by your parents with loving care? Or was it when you entered the college, when you made the college, or when you get a first job? So when was the best time to live your life? To me, literally, now is the best time to live my life. With all your practice, with all your effort, you achieve a certain degree of your cultivation of spirituality. If you look at it, really, now is the best time to make the most productive days with your daily practice. In human life in human mind, we always tend to have living in the past, thinking about something in the past. We play and replay in our mind our stories, our dramas. Or we live in the, in the future, thinking about the future, worries about, have anxiety about the uncertain future. But when you really see what is happening within your body, it is a miracle to be here. Scientists remind us that we have 75 to 100 trillion cells in our body. Think about it. 100 different trillion cells working and coordinating and getting along to produce the perfect health for you. Do you really see in your body doing it? If you know it, it's a miracle. Miracle to breathe. And when you breathe in, the oxygen delivers all the blood to every cell in your body and you breathe out. So think about it. Simply be able to breathe in, breathe out. 
without oxygen mask. It's a miracle. Your blood pumping in your heart and reaching all of those 100 trillion cells in your body. Some of the cells in our body only lives a few days. So you have a new cells in your body all the time. Some of them live a few weeks. Some of them live a, a year. So in our body, we produce new cells. Those new cells remind you that you can become a new person. In our mental thinking, in our mind, if we know this, we can let go of all this kind of a thought, maybe like ourselves, a trillion different thoughts in your mind. But you can let it go and have a new thought. Those new thought is very powerful to allow you to live a new life. A brain scientist, Jill Taylor, describes in her book, My Stroke of Insight, about this right mind and left mind have a very specific functions. Through her personal journey of recovery from stroke, she described that our right mind, our right brain, no time exists other than present moment, and each moment is uh, vibrant with sensation. So you have this right mind, your right brain functioning now, allow you to live here and now with a vibrant sensation. The experience of joy happens in the present moment. So your inner joy will increase if you practice to live here and now in the moment. Our perception and experience of connecting with something that is greater than us occurs in the present moment. Our right mind is free to think intuitively outside the box. It increasingly explores the possibility that each new moment brings. By each design, our right mind is a spontaneous, carefree, and imaginative. The present moment is a time when everyone and everything are connected together as one. As a result, our right mind perceives each of us as equal member of the whole family. So it perceives the big picture, how everything is related, and how we'll join together to make the whole. So when you understand the function of your right brain, right mind, you can relate how Buddha experienced this and talked about this whole picture, a larger picture, and able to access this uh, interconnectedness and interdependency with all things in the universe.
since you have your right brain, you have this potential. In contrast to this right brain, our left mind is completely different in the ways it processes the information. It takes each of those rich and complex moments of created by right hemisphere, strings them together in tiny succession. Our left mind thrives on details and details and more details. Our left hemisphere, language centers, our mind speaks to us constantly as a brain chatter. It is home of your, your ego center. So our left brain constantly talking to you and give you all those inner noisy. So in our practice, literally, that we are asking our left mind, left brain, be quiet while I'm meditating. And using and developing our right mind to live here and now in the moment, to see the all interconnectedness and to see the large picture. So it is possible that since we all normal human beings have both right and left mind. In, in this book, I really recommend you to read it. Ryan, thank you for lending me that book. Dr. Taylor described the things she needs the most. Celebrate all of my little successes. Focus on what I can do rather than complain about what I cannot do. Why? We have to wait until you have a stroke or have a cancer. When you see these recovery stories from stroke or cancer or any uh, illness, it takes for Dr. Taylor 10 years to recover from the stroke. So if we focus on next 10 years from today to recover, your Buddha nature, uncover your Buddha nature through consistent daily practice. To make this year most beautiful and most creative year, we need to live our life to face it deliberately and consciously only the essential fact of life. So what are the essential facts of your life? Being alive, live here, and now in the moment. And my next question is, what, where is the best place to live your life? Do you think living under the water will be pleasant and beautiful, no matter how beautiful it is under the water, I don't think I will live there. Or living in the space, no matter how spacious and how beautiful blue sky it is, living in the space or in the air will be a good place. 
when I take an airplane from here to Korea or India, 15 hours in the air was enough. I was ready to land on Earth and come back to the Earth. So no, no matter how beautiful the outer space or, or under the water, the really the best place is to live here, where, where you are. When I visited Africa, visiting a few weeks was enough there. India again. Because the Buddha was born, we have all love of India. But when I get there, I couldn't breathe with this polluted, polluted air. First day, I got sore throat and began coughing. So think about it. We have a privilege to be here and really live our best life here. If we recognize here and now is the best place and best time to live our life, what are the obstacles when you think about your life and examine your life? Are you truly 100% here and live here and now in the moment? The chatter of our mind, brain chatter, Maybe we spend too much on our cultivating and using and overusing our left brain, continuously talking to us. Even you want to shut it down, it, it keeps talking to you. Even our meditation, in the beginning of meditation, when you hear the gong sound, make sure you are here and now, 100%, with your breathing, with your meditation. As some of you, your mind begins to talking to you. The founding master Sotesan said, the mind is originally untouched, peaceful, bright, and pure, but it becomes dark, turbid, complicated and disturbed due to selfish desires. Living few days in peace in this infinite world. Thus, I have called the way such sentient beings live the mind's world. Most people do not even consider the mind chaos to be real chaos. The mind's world is the origin of all other worlds and most severe them all. So he talked about this uh, mind chatter. It's a kind of a state of a war in your mind. Human minds become darker, noisy, complicated, disturbed due to the ego, selfish desires. So we lost the peace, the wisdom, and bliss because of uh, the selfish craving dominating in our mind. 
the charter of UNESCO recognized this Sotesan's teaching. It states that since the world begins in the minds of a man, it is in the minds of a man that the defenses of peace must be constructed. So how many wars going on in our world? Do you know how many? Right now, about 120 wars goes on internationally. And only a few get global attention of media. So out of these 125 wars and conflicts in our world, the longest, the most cruel war are related with the religion. Religious war or religiously intensified. Why? Religion deals with the human mind. When human mind entangled, it's very difficult to make peace. In this kind of a situation, our, our external world, as well as our internal distraction and, and conflicts, we need to really pay attention to what kind of a message are you giving to yourself, are you sending to yourself. We need to detect the harmful habit of our mind, because your mind can design your new life. Depend on the condition of your mind, your life is reflected. So be careful and how you pay attention to yourself and know how you pay attention to your own thought, own feelings, and on actions. And do you love yourself? And do you let go of the past, which is not helping you, all those thoughts constantly coming into your mind, interfere your new life? So it's, it's time to let go. There is a research about the stress. If you hold a full glass of water, how long can you hold it? Even if it's just the one pound of water, if you hold for 10 minutes, you, know, you can handle it. But if you hold one position steadily a day, you will have a pain. You will have aches. You may need to go to hospital to see a doctor. So the, the weight is not that matter. It's how long you hold it is matter here. If you have stress, if your mind is refreshed, then you can handle it. If you hold long in your mind, all those stresses and distractions, it may wither down your energy and makes it very tired. When we see all these uh, 
terror in our mind, the conflict in our world. As Mahatma Gandhi reminded us that be the change you want to see in the world. So you are the change. More importantly, your mind is the changer in your life. If you begin to function as a peace builder, peacekeeper, and peacemaker in your mind, then you can keep this inner peace, and it's possible in your mind first. In order to reduce and eliminate suffering of ourselves and our world, the first thing always begins with cultivating this inner peace in our mind. So how can you live here and now in the moment? The real question is how we can do it. Just take 20 minutes a day to meditate and be mindful at least a few times a day practicing mindfulness. What's going on in my feeling, in my thought, and in my action, and watching the breath as much as possible. They can change quality of your life, quality of your fulfillment or satisfactory or contentment and happiness. So in order to do this, the simple thing is just to stop everything. Like you do at this moment. When you come to temple, you stop everything. Hopefully stop every thought in your mind while you are sitting here in meditation and chanting. This skill of stopping everything helps to release and reduce and eliminate all those uneasy feelings. When you let it go, then new thoughts arise to empower you that, yes, I can do it, and I want to do it, and I have ability to do it. <coughs> it is possible if you know your potential, your Buddha mind, while you are living here and now. The most often, we are unable to be here and now. That's why we don't see our Buddha mind, our Buddha nature. As Gautam Buddha, after his enlightenment, he clearly delivered this message that Every one of us have this potential of Buddha, we call it Buddha nature. Because of Gautama or because of Sotesan, we understand that we have this potential and we will keep discovering it, uncover it, and find it one day. You have equally the same Buddha nature. Buddha didn't have more than us, or Sotesan didn't have a larger Buddha nature than us. Everyone has equal Buddha 
nature within all of us. It is like a sun in the sky. But beautiful, clear, shining sun is there up all the time. The thick cloud or light cloud, a wandering thought, all those are covering this sun sometimes. Most time, our thought arise from greed, hatred, or negative habits, or delusion. Those are covering our Buddha nature, the sun. But no matter how thick the cloud it is, it never affects the quality of the sun. No matter how difficult it is, or what kind of thought you have, it doesn't affect the quality of your Buddha nature within. Another analogy of Buddha nature is like a moon in the sky. The so moon is more subtle. Unless you pay attention to, you don't see moon. In order to see the moon in the sky, you have to look up the sky to see the moon. The same way, we have to look our mind inwardly to see this Buddha nature. If you don't look at the sky, sometimes moon is hiding, right? In the first and last few days of a lunar calendar, moon is not there in the sky. Moon is shaping and reshaping and become full moon. So the full moon is a symbol of a Buddha mind. So we constantly look inwardly in our mind to find this Buddha within. Another analogy of Buddha nature is like a diamond in mountain, deep in the mountain. So most time we see the mountain, not the diamond. In order to focus the diamond, you have to be really aware of it and pay attention to and focus on this nourishing and cultivating your jewel within your mind. Another analogy is the jewel in the muddy dirt. Unless you really cultivate the mud and find the jewel and take it out and clean it and you don't see the jewel. But once you find out the jewel is not affected by muddy dirt. So no matter how much you have a constant chatter in your mind or what kind of thought you have, it doesn't affect the quality of your real self as who you are. So when we see Iran Sang symbol here, all the time focused on your negative uh, mind letting go and, and see your shining diamond in you. As you look at the candle here, the light of wisdom always in you and shining you. And just a matter of letting go of all distraction and see it yourself. Our Buddha nature is sometimes 
be present in our meditation. When you are 100% here and now, you can sit and feel it and, and use it. It's a, the quality of our life here on Earth is that how much we spend to nourish, to cultivate, and use our good quality of this Buddha mind and Buddha nature. Always remind yourself that, especially your difficult time, you have this shining moon or sun or diamond or jewel within you. Buddha reminds us that if you don't have Buddha nature, it will be difficult or even impossible to be awakened. It's like a stone. If you want to make oil out of stone, no matter how much you press it, you will not be able to get the oil. But sesame oil, if you press it properly, you can produce sesame oil because sesame, sesame has the potential of the oil. Similarly, every human being, especially who are practicing meditation weekly, monthly, and hopefully daily, if we do that, your potential can be revealed through your own eyes, through on your mind, and see it and use it and really uh, shine it your life. So today's really our focus is uh, find the time to be here and live here and now in the moment and remind yourself again and again, be here and now in the moment so you can feel and see the Buddha nature. Because only the Buddha nature be available and allow you to feel and see it when you are here in the moment and now. So also study more about your function of your right brain because your right brain has the capacity to allow you to feel it, see it, and experience it. So let us focus in the coming week. Be here and now in the moment, whatever you do, wherever you go, and enjoy it, your life. Because the best place is here, and the best time is now.